0: Don't scare her. What? What's more, Cher is saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin. God, you say that it's a bad thing. Besides, the PC term is hymenally challenged. I gave him everything. I was half a virgin when I met him. Hold up,
1: hold up, hold up. Yo, answer this question. Are you a virgin?
0: <laughs> Are you a virgin?
2: Yeah, yeah. Not since I was ten. It all makes sense. You're a virgin.
3: What do you think of when you hear the word virgin? you probably think of someone who hasn't had sex, right? I mean, that's what we've always been told growing up in all the movies we watched and in sex ed, that to lose your virginity, you have to have P and V intercourse. But if sex, like we say all the time here on The Hookup, is the whole package, you know, out of course, foreplay, oral, anal, and is all about pleasure, then why is there so much hype and pressure around a penis going into a vagina. And if you're not hetero, then what does it mean for you? How are you supposed to deal with the whole concept of losing your virginity if it might be something that completely excludes you? What counts as your first time? Nat Tentich here, and there's been a bit of chat happening lately around virginity being an outdated construct, and that maybe we should bin the word, and define our first times for ourselves. So in this episode, we're going to find out where the concept even came from, why it's something that causes people so much embarrassment and shame, and if we are going to come up with a new term, what it should be instead. This whole discussion is something I've been thinking a lot about, because at first I was like, well, if you haven't had a sexual experience, or you have but you didn't like it and you didn't want it to count – can you really rewrite that truth? Like, come on. But then I remember that I did that very thing when talking about my first time. See, I had actually had penetrative sex before what I've always counted as my first time. My boyfriend and I were sneaking around, trying to get it where we could. And this one time we only got halfway in, like just the tip before almost getting caught. So we stopped. I called myself a half virgin for the month before our actual first time. So was that my real first time? But then why that time? Maybe I should have counted my first sexual experience, which was the time I was fingered during a sleepover on my mate's bedroom floor. Same guy. We were very classy. But then again, that wasn't my first sexual experience because I masturbated before that. I played with myself and gave myself an orgasm in the shower. So was that my first time? It got me thinking, what do you call your first time? Here's what you told
0: us. Hey Triple J, my name is Rachel and I'm from Melbourne. What do I think defines a first time? I can only speak about my experience as a straight woman, which of course is going to be completely different to other straight women and of course to other sexually identifying folk. I counted my first time as penetration and still see that as what defines a first time. I'd had other sexual experiences prior to this. However, I never saw any of those experiences as losing my virginity. I must add that as I've gotten older and become more sexually aware and open, sex is definitely not just penetrative. And that's one misconception about sex that I'd like to see changed going forward. Yes, I know, that sounds entirely contradictory to what I've just said about what defines your first time. At the end of the day, it's your body and your choice. So whatever sexual experience you've had that you want to define or label as your first time, go for it. Society and its labels shouldn't be the ones to tell you what your first time was and wasn't.
4: Hey The Hookup, Jaden from Brisbane here. I do think it should be up to the individual to define what virginity means for them. Personally, as a straight male, I'd say I lost my virginity when I had PV sex with my girlfriend when I was 18. Stupidly, I made her wait for months because I was insecure about not being her first. She said I was good for a virgin though. Hi, my name is Annalise. I'm 19 years old from Melbourne, Australia.
3: I would consider my first time being when I was around the age of 17 and I spent the night at my boyfriend's house where we had pretty standard penis and vagina sex. Obviously the definition of a first time is different to everybody, but as a straight cis female, that's how it was for me. I'm Jessica and I live in Kimber, South Australia. I would consider my first time to be in a context of anything sexually intimate. I've never had penetration and I definitely did an orgasm when I was sexually intimate with a man. But I think it's the intent that matters. Not all sex involves penetration and sexual intimacy means so many different things to people. So for me, just engaging in consensual sexual touch means that I've had my first time. Yes, I mean, I guess that's what's really exciting about opening up this conversation. It's like you could have the freedom to decide for yourself – what a first time means for you and it doesn't have to be intercourse but while it's the mainstream ideal that I want to get to there's still a big old virginity beast to slay. So from whence this beast does come like where where does the whole idea of virginity even come from and why are we now thinking of it as problematic? Dr. Lauren Rosewarne is a senior lecturer from the University of Melbourne and says the idea has pretty much always been there.
4: Historians date it around to the 14th century. So, at least since then, we've had this notion of uh, virginity in women being a shorthand way of saying that they're pure and untouched and that those qualities are what makes them worthy in our culture. Now, admittedly, it's become less and less important over time, particularly in Western countries, but generally speaking, 14th century, we tend to link it to the worship of the Virgin Mary and so it has a Roman Catholic origin there as well. So there's a sort of uh, religious puritanical undercurrent to it. But it's not just in Christian countries that it's had importance. You know, we also know that almost any uh, country which has any faith base to it has a premium placed on virginity
3: as well. Yeah, any particular kind of faith uh, that we're talking here?
4: (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, all of the Christian faiths have it, but also Islam has a premium placed on virginity as well. Now, any culture that has a, patri- you know, patriarchy to it, so there's pretty much no exceptions there, the idea of a woman who is untouched being more valuable as a wife and a mother has traction, has value in that culture. So you see it all around the world, you know, and there is examples in, in, in every culture, even today, although in countries like Australia it's certainly Certainly less important. And now it's obvious, at least according to the data, that people won't be virgins at the time of marriage if they even get married. Whereas in other cultures around the world, it's still expected that you are.
3: Yeah, we, we got a very tongue-in-cheek text in from Matt in medieval Europe saying your first time is when you're married and the priest checks your hymen and blesses you in the name of God while your family wait outside your bedchambers anxiously waiting for confirmation yeah, that you're not a sinner. About, <laughs> we
4: laugh about that. But, you know, but this you're... is something uh, when Diana married Prince Charles, this was still a thing. There were still virginity tests and expectations that she was a virgin then in the 1980s. So, yes, we think of this as something old-fashioned but mm. it still has relevance in 2020 even if culturally it's not so powerful in Australia as it once was.
3: Yeah well, absolutely. Um, on the text line too Georgia from Warrendale said the concept of virginity uh, in my opinion is toxic because it reinforces purity culture which is super damaging. I think first time should be rethought of as the first consensual sexual experience. Consider my first time being with my current partner because it was the first meaningful and passionate intimate connection I had with someone, which I love, Georgia. And, you know, like that's kind of what we're talking about, getting away from the quote unquote idea of virginity, you know. And um, Lauren, I want to ask like why we consider, you know, why it's something lost, you know, like why the term losing our virginity what what's the I suppose like yeah the loss here
4: yeah so we 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 think in terms of heterosexual sex and really virginity only has relevance at least mostly in a heterosexual context even though yes the terms used you know by other people its origins certainly have a heteronormative idea to it you know very much penis in vagina being the the way you lose your virginity in popular parlance now that idea of a man having sex being framed as the sexual actor or aggressor it's his penis going in means that you know in that framing he takes something from her and that idea of women giving something up particularly the first time is very much because you're expected as a woman admittedly less so today Mm -hmm. but expected to make that choice in a thoughtful way. You don't just do it with anybody because it's going to really be a step towards commitment. So you need to be careful about it because you want to do it with someone you're going to stay with because if you give it away, hence those awful phrases, you know, that we connect to promiscuity, if you have sex indiscriminately, it means that your value as marriageable goes down because you're no longer chaste. So that idea of losing something is this notion of you giving something up uh, when you enter into a relationship with a man who's presumably going to be or is, should be, your husband in that old-fashioned way of thinking
3: about it. Okay, so that's where the idea of virginity and sexual purity comes from, you know, many, 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 many eons ago. And as much as Matt from medieval Europe's text was lol, like Lauren said, it is still very much influencing us today, Think about it, in the het world at least, it's right there at the root of some of the wild double standards between guys and girls. Think about how if you're a guy, you get like a boost if you're someone who's taken or owns someone's virginity. Here's Lauren again.
4: There's cultural cachet in terms of both being someone who's, you know, popped cherries if you're a man of girls you know even the fact that we use that kind of language it's as though there's some sort of you know conqueror that idea of taking something from you know I was her first and you know potentially that also carries with it notions of if seduction if not coercion in some in some situations but I think there's also our culture fetishizes virginity in pornography you know in the fact that we've got a certain you know barely legal type genre of porn which fetishizes the idea of sexual inexperience and I you know in, in a book I wrote a few years ago I was talking about the Olsen twins and you know they're now you know, women in their 30s. But when they came of age, and when they came, when they were 18, they went on Saturday Night Live, and you know, at the end of the episode, shouted out, "You know, we'll we'll be legal tomorrow," kind of thing, as though you know, the whole country has been counting down the idea of these two girls who'd been you know grown up on television. They'll be legally able to be had sex with tomorrow. You know, that idea with those two girls. It's not just a one-off example of sexualizing the Olsen twins we do that to young women all the time where there is this element there of untouchedness being somehow sexy and seductive and that there's a market for it and you know we know that we hear about you know virgins auctioning off virginity online as though this is a way to pay for their college as well as to exploit men's fantasies of you know a virgin bringing something special to the bedroom.
3: Nurse and psychosexual therapist Alan Owens reckons the whole narrative for guys having to conquer and quickly lose their virginity means that there's so much shame and stigma. The older you get, and you're still considered a virgin.
1: With men, and I'm talking generally about cisgender masculinity, it's kind of something you just really have to get rid of. And when you're young, it's sort of it's almost expected that you might be a virgin or you might be a little bit inexperienced. But as you get older, it's expected that you're going to know what you're doing at, at least a little bit. And I guess that all sort of ties in with that traditional masculinity of uh, the conqueror, the sort of penetrator the, of mastery. And then as guys get a bit older, that performance anxiety, that pressure to perform and to be good sexually really plays on people a lot.
3: I suppose it's like if you're going to say like maybe your first time then isn't like, I mean, I hate like going all the way or like, you know, getting through all the bases but just having a sexual experience that's meaningful to you, then we don't, you know, you don't have to carry that shame around that you're not man enough, I guess, to, you know, to have finished.
1: Right, exactly. It's sort of, I mean, we look at we look at virginity as this kind of, that's the moment that we become sexual. Sudden, suddenly we're a sexual being but we can... You know, if if we're having a really dry spell, it doesn't mean that we're not, not sexual and we're not sensual and we don't have desire and fantasy and things like that. And people that haven't had, say, penetrative sex yet that might still have a really full sexual life. They might have a self-pleasure sort of practice. They might be online, for example. They might sex. They might do other things like that. So are we going to count those as sexual experiences too? I think so. Yeah, I like to sort of help in my practice to help people see themselves as a sexual being, regardless of what their previous experience is.
3: And on the other hand, for girls and women, it's the opposite. As Lauren said, you're pure, untouched and special. And losing that means you might feel shame for having sex. That's what it was like for listener Jade.
5: I was. 15 or 16 while I lost my virginity, but I didn't tell anybody. I felt like I couldn't tell anybody for fear of being like chastised or bullied or called a spot. And like, I'm 25 now and I still don't talk to my parents about it. And I think, you know, I think it, the term virginity can be quite dangerous, especially for young women who are heterosexual yeah. or bisexual. Jade,
3: do you have like a term or um, a way of talking about it that you think we should be moving
5: to? I mean, I think it starts with sex ed as well, right? Like, I don't really remember being taught that sex is an enjoyable experience in school like i just remember being taught you need to not get raped instead of teaching people not to rape as predators and mm. you, like don't get pregnant don't get an std like we don't really learn about the pleasures of sex and how liberating that it can that it can be and i think it it starts at, at a young age like i think i think you need to learn about it when you're quite you know, when you're going through puberty, they teach you everything else.
3: Yeah, well, ex- well, exactly right. There's this kind of um, still, you know, for, for all that we talk about pleasure on on shows like this, I think there's still some tabooness about teaching pleasure, right?
5: Yeah, for sure, 100%. Like, I'm only just learning it now, and it's because I've got a partner who is also learning and who um, I feel really close with and is quite accepting of me. But it's always like this kind of embarrassment that you can't be sexual or feel free you know in, in that kind of space and so I think that starts you know you're eight even and you just kind of gotta move forward with it and just let, let people embrace it.
3: Ugh, what a head screw here not having sex has so much meaning but it's so specifically about one act so what if you haven't done that but you've done other stuff what if you have no intention or desire to PNV what if you physically can't What if you're queer and your first time looks completely different? What if you have a disability and your first time looks completely different? Well, that's why there's a whole movement around dropping the concept of V-plates for something more inclusive. Sex coach Georgia Grace is someone who's been really vocally adding to the movement to rethink virginity and redefine the first time. Georgia says it's that we're living in a really fascinating time right now because there's a
6: bit of a sexual revolution happening. Many, many years of incredible pleasure activists who are sort of fighting for these changes. Now there's a great amount of research. We have great access to more information. There's lots of people working in this space and championing these ideas and encouraging people to think differently about it and you know we can see it in celebrities and and the discourse around what they're doing or not doing Um, social media is a, a great platform for new ideas around this and even I guess just the fact that you we do have access to information in all these different forms that it's allowing for us to think differently about these concepts or ideas that maybe we have just accepted because that is the way they have been for so long but now we're invited to kind of challenge that and to think differently and yeah I was really interested a few weeks ago when I put it out to social media and I asked you know how do you feel about the term or the concept of virginity how's it serving or not serving you and we could see that largely it's just letting people down it's redundant people aren't interested in it and instead they're I guess Deciding on different ways, words or terms that aren't used to harm or embarrass or shame people that aren't restrictive and just defining sex as penetration that don't neglect a whole range of other sexualities and sexual experiences and invite people to have autonomy over their own bodies instead of policing them into behaving or expecting um, experiences to go a certain way.
3: Yeah, on the text line here, someone really agrees with you, Georgia, and says, I think first time really pertains to what an individual declares sex to be to them personally. Some people experience totally different levels of intimacy and a variety of sexual acts, which can be uh, a first at any level. Some people are exploring new virginities throughout their lives, which is so true. It's like I almost kind of just liken it to the way that it's like you're always, um, you know, for I guess queer people or people with kinks or whatever, like Coming out of the closet is like a journey, like a constant journey. And maybe so is like investigating um, your different new sexual experiences, I suppose. Like, Georgie, you had a really great like alternative term for losing your virginity. Could you share it with us? Mm-hmm.
6: Yes, I love this. And I've been trying to find out who coined this term. So if anyone knows, please let me know. But it's sexual debut. And I love the term sexual debut. I offer it to others to use it. But ultimately, I think if you can choose a term or a word that works for you, it's your body, it's your choice. So, yeah, I love sexual debut. It's a bit of a celebration. It's quite fun. Um, But that or... Your first time, your first experience—really, do a bit of research and and figure out a term that really lands, a term that works for you.
3: Georgia, like, what do you do if someone tr- like tries to correct you on this? You know, <laughs> like, if you, if you feel like you got to be brave enough to deviate from, I guess, what the norm definition is.
6: Mm, yeah, those. Body police—they're the fun ones to have conversations with. So I think if someone is challenging you on your choice, how you experience your body, and how you choose to view sex and sexuality, it's possibly not a conversation that you want to be a part of. That if they feel that it's they have the right to tell you how to how you experience your body, I I guess it's just finding a way to get out of it.
3: Absolutely, Um, Georgia. We're getting some texts in on this too, especially on the queer, queer perspective. You know, Cody... On the text line says, I've been seeing guys for a few years and whilst I've been figuring out my sexuality and only doing foreplay kind of things, I only went the full nine yards a few weeks ago and bottomed for the first time. I still think my first time was the first time I had a sexual experience with a guy even though it wasn't anal. I think it comes down to the mindset which plays into the physicality of the sex. Everyone's wired differently sexually, so everyone's journey will be unique and never wrong. Hell yeah, Cody. And uh, on the line, I've got Ryan in Urination Sydney. I reckon you've got... You've got a bit to say about this too, hey Ryan. Um, what do, what do you consider your first time?
2: Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, so I consider my first time to be when I fingered my um girlfriend when I was 15 years old, and you know, obviously, it's not really the traditional penis and vagina penetrative sex, but you know, to me, it's so meaningful. And I've had friends kind of debate with me over whether that is really counts as losing your virginity, and I think it does.
3: How did you respond to those those friends?
2: You know, I just kind of made the point that, you know, it is my experience and that it's real for me, you know. And I can't, you know, I'm not able to have conventional sex and since then I've built up my collection of my toys and everything to you know to make it funner and spice things up and stuff but back then when I was 15 I didn't know what I was doing you know so it was just what I had at the time and I made use of it. Yeah
3: well Ryan you're an LGBT person um, a transgender man like do you think virginity in that definition of it like the one that your friends were coming at you with you know, do you do you feel like it's exclusionary to to queer people?
2: Yeah, I do. I do feel like it's exclusionary and it does make me feel a little bit discriminated against as a transgender person. For sure, yeah. So I th- I think it's an issue that needs to be dealt with and I've I've thought about it a lot myself in the past.
3: Yeah, well Ryan, I hope you um you take on sexual debut because let's throw virginity in the bin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sure.
3: Sam from Lizaro says, um, you know, bring into the fact, too, that first penetration could be um, abusive and against your consent, and then you have to make your own judgment about when that was the real first time. Georgia, that is probably one maybe positive of rethinking or getting to define your own first time, is that if your first time was, you know, non-consensual, you know, if it was sexual assault, then you don't want to kind of hold on to that memory as your first, I guess.
6: Absolutely. And yeah, just, I guess, a a content warning on that for people who have had a first experience that is not wanted, not comfortable, not safe, not consensual, that then you have the autonomy and the safety to be able to decide what sex is for you. And I guess it really ties into what so many people have been calling in and sharing that that they value sex and first sexual experiences as being consensual and I think that's just so wonderful to hear that we're having this discussion on a mass level where people are valuing and making sure that they're understanding and identifying that sex is consent and without consent it's not sex, it's rape. So. Absolutely um, great point by this person who's texted in to identify that it is a wonderful opportunity for people to have autonomy over their experiences of their body um, and have a bit of choice, especially if their first experience hasn't been consensual or pleasurable.
3: And to be honest, that reason alone should be enough to throw the whole construct of virginity in the bin. If you've had a bad experience, you should be able to name your own sexual debut. But some people are still pretty married to this idea of physical virginity. Yeah, some people reckon that breaking your hymen, however it happens, means you're no longer pure or untouched. When we asked you what you considered your first time, a lot of people said that that was exactly what they thought when they meant they were no longer virgins. So how true is this and what actually is a hymen? Here's Arlen again.
1: A hymen's a little membrane which is just over the vaginal opening. And, I mean, it can come in lots of different shapes or it can can be really small or it can fully cover the opening. Now, I, I guess a really important thing about breaking a hymen with virginity is it can break so many other ways. It can break during masturbation. It can break during sport. It's just not a really accurate way of judging whether or not someone has had penetrative sex
3: it can also like Uh, not break at all during um after penetrative sex right
1: yeah and it can it can really cause problems sometimes with actually being able to penetrate so in some cases they need to be almost i guess cut i suppose that's not so common but i guess when you think of these cult we mentioned cultures earlier around um, virginity inspections and things like that. I remember T.I., that rapper a few years ago, talked about taking his 18-year-old daughter yearly to a gyno to...
3: Well, yeah, we actually uh, have... Uh, have um, Alan. we actually have some audio of that. Let's take a listen.
1: Now we have yeah. we had the conversation, <laughs> oh. we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. Okay.
5: You... <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I'm done with you right
1: now. So, you anyway, <laughs> know... <yeah. laughs>
4: Do it's you go with her? She's a yes, prisoner.
1: I, yes, I go with her. you
5: go with her? Somebody check on Deja. I go with her. <laughs> She's and... a prisoner. Yeah,
3: not cool, not good. Um, Alan, like, what's kind of, I guess, wrong with this?
1: I guess this comes back to that male ownership of a female body. We hear that, that other sort of cultural practice, I suppose, which is more common in America than here as far as I know of, promise rings. Uh, which daughters wear for their father, where they promise their virginity to their father until marriage. Yeah, I don't know how to really explain that. I find it a bit quite creepy. But Mm. likewise, without these inspections, there's also sort of re-virginising surgeries that people might do in some cultures. So there's forms of, it all sort of comes under the umbrella of female genital mutilation, uh, where parts of the vulva or the vagina might be stitched up. Um, to make it seem tighter and therefore more virginal uh, quotation marks.
3: Now, a lot of that makes me feel so ick, to be honest, which is why it's so important to understand and talk about this idea and redefine what you think of as your first time. And you know what it means to you, especially if we're going to move forward as equal sexual beings. Don't let anyone dictate your sexual debut. It's yours and no one else's and only you get to write your sexual story, not your mates, not a Bible, not TV shows or your parents or society, just you. And you can also tell us whatever you want us to investigate next. Got a relationship or sex question? Hit us on Instagram at triplejthehookup. You can also email thehookup at triplej.net.au. We'll catch you next time.